Welcome back to How Good Was It? Where you should know the rigmarole by now. But I'm going to repeat it because it's a new year. We are officially, by our clock now, finally caught up with the rest of the world. And let's reintroduce the crew. Hello, Scott. Hey, what's going on, June? Happy New Year, man. Hello, Dana. Happy New Year. Hola, muchacho. Nuevos años? Close enough. I'll take it. <laughs> no, you did pretty good. Yeah, feliz año nuevo. So that's Happy New Year. So you said uh, New Year? Happy New Year. Or something. I think <laughs> you said enough. New Year. You were close enough, man. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, yes, Ruining happy... cultures. That's what I do. <laughs> yes. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year to, to you, the audience. And thank you for joining us once again. And the premise, as always, are episodes two halves. Every episode, the first half. What do we remember? about these movies that we're revisiting. Do we remember who did them, how they did them, when they did them? Um, the second half, after watching the movie, we come back, we compare notes, see what we got right, what we got wrong, most likely wrong. And most importantly, our critiques. Does the movie still hold up in this, our modern times? So to kick off the new year, we are, I guess we're in the second week of our Tim Burton month. We still haven't decided on a snappy name for this month. Yeah, we? yeah, I, I think we've, we've failed that so far. It's going to be the Tim Burton month. I, I guess so. I guess, listen, uh, it works. We all know who Tim Burton is. So, I mean, it's it's simple, smooth, and direct. So let's let's keep going. And knowing us, by the last week, that's when we'll come up with some really cool title. <laughs> and we'll remember it for hopefully our next Tim Burton month. But for now, yeah. it is Tim Burton month. Our first ep episode, if you didn't catch it, was on Edward Scissorhands. So for this one, and usually we have a better idea of what movie we're going to do from one week to the next. For some reason, we were kind of stumped as to what movie we would do tonight. Out of nowhere <laughs> came this uh -huh. one. And I'm very surprised. I didn't think this one would make it to our list this month for Tim Burton movies. Planet of the Apes. In a world where freedom is history. Where am I? What is this place? Get them out and get them clean! Brutality is law. Rise on your monsters. The powerful rule by fear. Next you'll be telling us these beasts have a soul. <laughs> is there a soul in there? It's disgusting the way we treat humans. How the hell did they get like this? What other way would they be? If they see you on the street, they kill you on sight. You stay here, you're dead. Where are you from? United States Air Force. I'm going back. If I kill them all. <laughs> of all things. Uh, not the Charlton Heston one, the Marky Mark one. <laughs> we just started. It already sounds so confusing. Okay, so yes, believe it or not, for, for all you newbies out there, maybe you youngins, Tim Burton actually did a reboot of the franchise for Planet of the Apes. It was supposed to be a franchise. I don't remember it doing well enough maybe to qualify for a sequel. It was uh, pretty panned critically. So are, is this one not connected to the ones with Caesar and all that? I don't remember. Mm. Okay. I don't know. I feel is, like the... is this the first one of it? No, I'm not no, sure. no, no. I think it's totally, as far as I can remember. Oh, okay. I don't think it's yeah. it's connected in any way. The last three, the, the franchise, the most recent franchise for Planet of the Apes is its own thing. Okay. Um, Which I think there's a 
fourth one coming out soon, I believe. There is. There is. I think it's a different... I don't know if it's a different movie studio, but it's definitely a different director. It looks very different. The latest franchise, I, in my opinion, is one of the best franchises in recent history. I think they did a great yeah. job. I never um, got into it. I think I've seen them all. Oh, but I I don't know. They they were fine. I, I it's hard to root for when the man's a bad guy. When when, <laughs> when mankind is uh, getting taken out by chimpanzees, you know, no. uh, it's it's you know, it doesn't uh, put us regular yeah. folk in the best. It's like rooting sure. against a home team, June. You're you're rooting you're rooting for the, <laughs> the, the visitors. You know, you're not. It's a, you know we're, we're the home team. We can't we can't let the apes take over. Well, this is my coming out party. You didn't know I was secretly an ape, right? Hold <laughs> oh, on, okay. let me slip off this mask. Um, mm -hmm. Dana, have you ever seen this movie, Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes? Uh, I, I'm so glad that so many of my memories are really, really suppressed. But uh, I, I remember a lot of the ads for this. And I was going to ask you guys, I thought they were connected because wasn't Marky Mark in the newer franchise and this first mm. one because this first one no, i remember was kind of like so i don't think no? he's in okay. it okay. Okay. i'm not okay. positive i i want to say the newer one isn't it like a lab experiment that gone it's more of a, it's more of a prequel that, uh, yeah yeah so it's the yeah. prequel and yeah so uh, I, I, you're, you're oh, right Marky but yeah. mark shows up i don't know i'm not positive i've seen the newest of the ones i i know i've seen the first couple of the of the new trilogy but i, I don't yeah. know is one of woody harrelson the newest one he was in the trilogy, yes. I think he was in yeah. the second one or the third Ooh, one. That may be the last it's, one I saw. Then. It's it started off with uh, James Franco, I believe. Oh, oh yeah, that's in right. the lead okay, role okay. for the first one. Okay, yeah, okay. and he's the one that that fucks it up, right? He's the scientist that uh, helps them all. Yeah, that's basically the gist of it. He is the one that started this whole mess. Franco always screwing shit up. No wonder he got canceled. Yeah. Um, but this is about the Tim Burton one. So again, Dana, I think you were in the middle of saying uh, how little or how much you remember about this version of Planet of the seen Apes. It? I, I definitely don't remember. I, 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 at the end of the day, I feel like I remember more of the Charleston Heston one. And this one was a blocked out memory for life. But I remember uh, a big part of this was this had to be Marky Mark's kind of first leading man role i want to say right Isn't no this i don't first... think so no. i think this is after boogie nights and all that i i want to say this is you think it's after I boogie know. nights i think it's like i, I think it's 2001 2002 i think this is i think this is after he's already been established a little bit well so, so wait a minute this is no i was gonna ask i was like so you guys think this movie is in the early thousands right because i wasn't even no, sure i, I like, don't is this late I think oh you think it's a 90s film i think it's 98 yeah, yeah, I, I want to say I saw this in the theater with Mary, so it didn't have to be after 2000. Oh, wow. <laughs> Once Don't again, we... Scott tries to figure out who he saw yeah. the movie with. <laughs> going, Thanks, Scott. We're going through our mental boomer Rolodexes, Scott and I, <laughs> and coming up with nothing. No, I mean, listen, what you do could I be right. It may be earlier because, uh, you know, Tim Burton, this is about where I think Tim Burton starts going the wrong direction. I think this is where he farts, starts taking the wrong turn away from good movies. Wait, Scott, I you know what? Because it's all coming back to me, like the old uh -oh. man I am, right? I seem to remember going to the movies to see this with my wife as well. So my wife and I yeah, met I in, in 98, 99. But we must have been, it might, it might have been very early thousands. Oh, Jesus. I guess we're going to have to do some real digging. Yeah, wait, wait to the second half. Yeah. Right? <laughs> just just so, another thing that we're wrong about. I mean, come on. 
part part of the course. So I'm the I'm almost positive then none of us have seen it more than once. I, I the only time I ever saw <laughs> no. it was in the theater. That I, is a fancy. Yes, that does not bode well for this film so far, man. Um, all right, let's, let's try to dig in further. Uh, let's try to dig in Ooh. further. Yeah, I didn't even think we had to go through the plot of this film. Oh, Jesus I, I think it's a similar plot to the uh, 70s, the Charlton Heston one. Isn't Mark an astronaut in this? And It's basically yeah. a remake of that yeah. one film, okay. yes. So uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I remember very little about this movie as far as the plot. I'm pretty sure, yeah, it was rehashing literally a reboot of the, the 60s version or 70s or whatever, whatever it was that the first franchise appeared. Now, for those who might not know, I'm sure everyone knows by now, but the basic premise is showing a, basically an astronaut who ends up right in what he thinks is either the future, the past or another dimension or planet. Uh, it's a world ruled by apes where apes have evolved and they speak. They have formed, I guess, civilizations and humans are the hunted. Humans are the are considered to be the animals and are kept as slaves or pets or what have you. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the basic premise. So I believe this movie, the Tim Burton movie, followed that very closely. And for what I remember, it had a pretty big cast. I mean, besides Mark, Mark who uh, or should I say Mark Wahlberg? <laughs> I yeah, guess we Mark, have to call him. Um, oh, always, Mark Wahlberg. He'll always yeah. be the funky bunch to me, though, man. Nah. But, but anyways, yeah, I think you're right, Scott. By then, he was pretty big celebrity in the Hollywood scene already by this point. Because um, I remember, yeah. I think a big selling point for this movie, <clears throat> excuse me, was that he was in it, that he was the lead. I think yeah. that carried a lot of weight with this uh -huh. movie. Besides, of course, uh, Tim Burton's name attached to it. Um, back then, Tim Burton was still on a big uh, winning streak. I think. I think he. I, I think so. he was already coming down. I want to say that maybe the movie before this wasn't great either. What that, do you think um, came out before this then? Mars Attacks is probably mid nineties. I that Sleepy for sure. Hollow's got to be right around here, which I think Stephen Hollow is good, but I don't think it did well in the box office. Hmm, no, and Scott, he probably thinks it's the Nightmare Before Christmas. So. <laughs> uh, I, 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 yeah. I mean, that for sure started the downhill spiral. But uh, no, so yeah, I think, I, I don't know. But I, I, I just feel like the this was the last movie I remember seeing thinking like, all right, Tim Burton's lost it. It's the beginning being, of the you know, end for Tim. Beginning of the end that there was, I felt like there maybe was a movie before that I thought was just like, eh, you know, maybe he just missed a little bit. And, and yeah. then this one was like, oh, okay. All so right. so so of course most of the cast in the movie are behind masks. They're they're behind yeah. a yeah. yeah. makeup. And I, so and I think this is where me and Scott, when he was discussing this, of just like, wow, Scott, how racist can you be? Um, <laughs> what me? <laughs> Tim Choosing me. this movie. Oh, okay, fine. No. <laughs> fine. Uh, but we knew that I, was I going to say is. I want to say, I swear, and if he's not in this, I am so sorry. Mm -hmm. R.I.P. <laughs> I, I want to say this is where they start getting a little ridiculous, some of the cast. I want to say uh -huh. Michael Clark Duncan is, he is one of like the generals. Where He's the only like, one I can remember from this movie. I remember him in. Oh, he, and, I and why do you remember? remember he plays, well, he plays like a silverback, pretty much, is what he plays in this exactly. movie. And it's, 
Yeah, yeah. Dana's yeah, plan I mean, all along was to get Scott to say shit like this. I mean, this is yeah. this is gonna be prepare yourself. I think this, this prepare episode, for Scott's apology yes. at the end of the yeah. <laughs> this is the one where we're gonna get canceled for sure. Yeah, you're right. I think he is in this movie. Oh, he um, definitely is. He definitely and is. there were actually He's like a, the villain. From what I recall, yes. there's other big names. I think uh I dare say I I don't know why I remember this at all. I think Paul Giamatti was in this. As one oh of the oh, yeah. oh, interesting. I think he boy. played that. Was I think that... he may be in the newer ones, like an orangutan or something, right? Oh, wait, now I'm confusing the franchise. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. This episode is be a You're right. Giamatti is somewhere in this universe. Oh, and he plays it. like an orangutan because I can see the face. Oh, but I'm mixing yeah. my apes up, damn it. Okay. Uh, Jesus. Okay. Besides that, I don't remember anyone. Was that guy. He plays all the weird roles, like like he played Gollum, and he played oh, yeah. uh, any circus, any not circus. Any circus. He's That's Caesar the new one the as well. Ones. Okay, so yeah, I'm yeah, really yeah he does Caesar and all the new ones. He's he does a yeah. stop motion for it. Oh man, oh, I'm doing yeah. a Ghostbusters here and crossing fields or something, whatever they call it. <laughs> Go ahead, Dana. I'm fucking up. Please it, take it, over. It's, it's definitely tough because it's like I'm really trying to remember. I I kind of remember the female ape, but I. A, I she's really a blonde can't. model, and I think her name starts with an E, like Esther or something like that. She she really didn't oh. have much of a career. She's Gosh, blonde, what is her name? And I she was in a few movies around that time, and I don't haven't seen her in anything in years. Is it Estella Warren? Yes. That oh, is exactly yes. who it is. Oh, that was a bad data pool. Yeah. Yes. Uh, data may or may not have had a, a the GQ with her all over it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I only got nice. the GQ for the style, not for the ladies who were uh, basically. Absolutely. But, uh, I would yeah, have but, uh, never recalled that, that that she was in. Holy mackerel, man. That's that young Scott man. Scott must have found her attractive, her. too, because, yeah, I, I remember the blonde. <laughs> I remember was she attractive man. as an ape as well? No, she's not yeah. an ape. She's, a, she's one of the human... She, I, Oh, so she's the human. Her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I think she's like one of the mute humans. Mm -hmm. Well, of course they're not, they're not gonna hook up uh, Marky Mark with. Oh, I mean, come on. <laughs> Run of the mill. You know. I mean, get the he's model. gonna get the best. Yeah. He's gonna get the so, very best. I think the other big question with this movie is, you know, in the in the original film, you don't know it's Earth, and at mm -hmm. the very end, Charlton has escaped, and he gets on the beach, and he finds a Statue of Liberty like broken in yeah. half, and that's when he realizes. He was on Earth this whole time, and that's when he uh, is he do the damn dirty apes part? Um, yes, where he yeah, says, damn that, dirty that apes. was that was well, it wasn't, yeah, I think there wasn't that particular scene he said, he, he yeah. just basically cursed your, everybody, the, and, yeah, that that was a different scene where, yeah, get your you damn dirty, apes. yeah, <laughs> that but, they uh, did recreate in this version, though. I think there was a scene, oh, but they switched it around. Season. They switched it around uh, with an ape saying, get your damn dirty human hand uh, off me or something. I think. I could they, be wrong. Do they do that scene wow. with Marky Mark? I, I don't think they do the Statue of Liberty, but there's got to be some way where they, they show well, it. The one scene I do remember from this movie. I got to be good for something on this show. I remember <laughs> one scene, and it's the one scene that everybody laughed and made fun of. And you'll probably remember this, Scott, is the final scene where mm -hmm. he ends up in front of what he thought was the Lincoln Memorial. Oh, that's, <laughs> that is it. It's an ape tens Yes, and it, it's an ape Abe Lincoln. Oh, so, I do remember that. Okay. Yes. I was like, I was like, where are you guys going with this? So, so, uh, now, now, 
what I do recall from this is leaving the theater because this is one of the few movies that back then I actually did see in the theater, I remember. And like I said, I saw this with my wife, so she probably dragged me to see it. I think I left the theater feeling more confused than before the I know. Than... I mean, that's confusing me right now. So does that mean that I don't know what that means. That means that the eight uh, have been in charge for long before. I, I don't know. I don't know what that means. I think the intent was because they really did. From what I recall, they were talking franchise with that reboot. Uh-huh. And I think the intent was that he ends up effing up time yeah. by, by messing, going, going or whatever. Or he ended up in a maybe it's a it's a multiverse or another yeah. dimension thing. Where he ended well, that's up the way they would Earth. do it now. Yeah. They continue now for sure. It's going to be a multiverse for sure. kind of thing. Well, everything's the freaking multiverse now. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think it's something to that effect where where he somehow warped time. Are we sure we're doing this movie? Abraham Lincoln thing. Listen, we brought into it. I thought it was a good oh idea, but now I'm like, what the? I hell think I can give I you watched? my how good was it score right now without uh, without watching the second half. <laughs> Do we even need to watch the movie? Oh my gosh, this is. <laughs> Gonna be terrible. Burton, <laughs> this might be the last movie of the Tim Burton month. After this movie, we'll we'll, we'll see. Oh my Tim god! Burton may be over. <laughs> we're only in the second week, audience, of Tim Burton month, oh, and we're already so questioning good. our motives. Wow, this is how we kick off 2024. <laughs> um, okay, so if you need to blame anyone, audience, and this is for you guys, the crew, you know, you could blame me. Scott put it out there, but I said, yeah, let's do We'll have a lot to talk about with this one, Planet Ooh. of the Apes. Now uh, we will like, have a lot yikes. to talk about. Yes, yes. Uh, ooh, oh, boy. Man, okay, so what else do we remember, if anything, about Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes? It it was so, it was so Marky Mark focused. I I mean, I really remember, I think, where I was of just all the ad campaigns. And like, Mm. I I just knew this was going to be a blockbuster, but I'm pretty confident beyond that, this was a epic failure. Like, I am (laughs) pretty confident. I am confident on that. As I said before, I do recall it being critically panned. Yeah. But I think I don't know if it. I think it did pretty well at the box. It probably at, at, did okay. At, the, at least opening week at the box it probably office. did okay. I don't. It wasn't a huge hit, but I think it, it. I don't think it lost money. I think a lot of people were curious about it, so people just. I mean, Tim Burton, Mark Wahlberg, Planet of the Apes. I mean, you figure it's a combination that probably couldn't go wrong. But from the sound of it. I think that may be exactly. Have what you guys happened. seen all the old movies? Because I know there's a lot of. I, I remember loving those movies as a kid. Oh. I, I don't think I've seen them since the '80s, but I think I saw all of them in in the '80s. I actually watched the very first one. It was early last year, early 2023. Mm-hmm. It just got the best of me. I was so curious, and it, it was man. It it was it's a great film, but not probably how we remember it it's a, there's a lot to giggle and laugh about with this oh one. yeah oh i think I, maybe i'll rewatch that with uh the new one just to, you know just what to, i think i'm gonna try to do the same yeah. i'm gonna try yeah. i'm gonna well i'll watch the original charlton heston one first and follow it up torture. with tim burton pure torture yeah, yeah dana <laughs> you do you do all the other sequels okay we'll, we'll just do the original you you do all like 10 sequels after that and you can uh you can tell us oh Dana didn't believe me when I told him that he's fucked by joining this outfit. You see the type bro. of movie? Do you see what we're doing, bro? Do you, do you, do you see? There's a pattern here, man. Haven't you seen this by now? You're probably our most loyal fan, <laughs> besides your wife, Kim. 
but you obviously didn't see the warning signs, all the red flags. We're getting, we're getting just, canceled, bro. Yeah, yeah. I know Dana's going to hate this episode. He's like, I'm only going to watch the one. You're not going to make me watch more than one eight movie, damn it. Um, I believe from uh, as far as the answer to, uh, as far as the sequels for the first uh, group of franchise, of, the first franchise of this film, I guess I should say. Um, I think there were four actual movies. Yeah. I recall there was a TV series. Associated. Oh, wow. Yeah, I believe oh, there wow. was. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, which was very short-lived. And I believe there was also a cartoon, an animated series. I do remember a cartoon. Yeah, yeah, it was a very popular franchise at the time, and uh, the merchandising was off the chain. I remember because I had to have all that shit. I had the Mego playset with the whole doll, with all the dolls and everything. I had, um, oh shit, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I was huge into that man. And I only had the apes. I didn't have Charlton Heston or the other ones. No, I had none of the humans. I was into the apes. Okay, man, I I don't know what else to say about this movie. Yeah, I mean, when I'm talking I've... merchandising, you know, I have nothing else to say. I mean, we got to watch this masterpiece. That's all. Yes. That's all. Oh, left. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm trying to get excited, but I, I don't know if I'll find it. <laughs> Gentlemen, we have we may have done ourselves in with this one. <laughs> it, can't, it can't be worse than Nightmare Before Christmas. So it's fine. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> there'll be no singing in this. I'm pretty sure there's no singing. Michael Clark Duncan does not break out in the song in the middle of you. The never movie, know. So man. it'll be fine. It is Tim Burton. You're right. You never know. <laughs> He's a black ape. He'll probably be rapping. Thanks, no, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'd pay good money to see that. So I guess, man, let's get to watching Planet of the Apes via Tim Burton and Mark Wahlberg, otherwise known as Mark and Mark. Thank you for joining us in 2024. Happy to be here for another year. Please follow, like, subscribe, do all that nonsense. Notifications so you can notify when we throw some new stuff up on youtube audience we will see you for the second half of our planet of the apes retro review continuing our tim burton month. say bye guys see ya feel the vibration sit tight we'll be right back with how good was it do you have memories about this week's film that you'd like to share with us hit us up at how good was it pod for x formerly known as twitter at hgwi pod make sure to check out our youtube channel where you'll find video promos for each and every episode welcome back to how good was it where we review the movies of our past see how they still hold up in this modern age and we are smack dab need into our Tim Burton month. Scott reminded me that we still don't have an official name for this month, except for Tim Burton month. And uh, there's still time, so if any of you guys wanna come up with a, some kind of deal, until then it's gonna be Tim Burton month. Okay, Speaking we'll, of which- We'll read it like in six months from now, and then we'll, we'll, we'll whatever, you, whatever you come up with, you know, we'll, we'll use that. Well, let's, let's see how this Tim Burton month goes. And if anything, it might give us an excuse to do another one and we'll officially title that one more appropriately, I guess. But um, hello, Scott, hey. by the way. Hey, welcome back, Jim. And hello, Dana. Big June, big daddy. Hello. Oh. Well, I'll, I'll take that. I was waiting for the Spanish. but I'll I know, that. that was in English. Uh, I'm disappointed. No, no. Yeah. So lazy. Okay. Yeah. Even though if he would have said the same thing in Spanish, it would have been quite questionable. Uh, 
I might not have taken it as well. Yes, <laughs> as I said before, we are in deep. Not that deep. This, I was going to say, it wasn't that deep. Let's say like an episode two. It just feels like it. If Yeah, this movie makes it feel like we're really in deep in the Burton verse. Well, that's a hint of things to come because this is the second half to our Planet of the Apes retro review. Now, just to clarify, to be very specific, you know, there's been a lot to this franchise starting, what, I think in the 60s, 70s. And we're specifically talking about the Tim Burton, it being Tim Burton month. We're talking about the Tim Burton version of Planet of the Apes, which I think it was supposed to be a franchise. But as we will discover in our observations and our reviews, maybe it's a good thing it wasn't. (laughs) We'll see. But let's get into it, man. Uh, Let's start with some observations about this movie give us some facts and figures oh well, you know i don't think i went through the trivia I didn't, I didn't care about this movie enough to go through the trivia uh it was released in 2001 i, I think we i don't know if we we guessed a, ga- a date on this movie but it was 2001 yeah, i think yeah i think we got I, that right i, I think you this guys got it right maybe why i al-qaeda attacked us was possibly because of this film i'm not sure but you know oh boy <laughs> See, it could be a possibility <laughs> could have been. they knew what was coming Rough. They were like, no we can't let that shit go down mm. um dana for you was this the first time for you watching this movie no uh, I, it really was uh I remembered some things, especially when we talked about it in part one, and uh, I kind of remembered the ending, um, which also, as we'll discuss, I (laughs) still had the same reaction probably (laughs) years ago of like, what the actual living fuck? (laughs) (laughs) It it was, uh, man yeah man <laughs> well, well well let's save it for the review at the end of this episode man because because <laughs> i'm sure we're gonna want to nitpick one uh nitpick this one as much as we can um i you know by the way this movie was a success it was made for a hundred million dollars but it grossed uh 362 million dollars so oh wor- worldwide gross so it, it made money it made money but i do remember it being pretty critically Lombard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the opening weekend, it did almost 70 million. So and in the US, it only did 180. So it did most of its money the first week. And then uh, people by the word of mouth probably killed it a little bit. I can believe that, man. I, I remember there was a lot of hype for this. Movie. Yeah. You have Tim Burton taking on a franchise that was was pretty beloved at the time. Well remembered. And, you know, you, you couple that with a, a big name like Mark Wahlberg. Or I'm just going to stick to Marky Mark because you'll always be Marky Mark. <laughs> Who was a big deal at the time himself. And I think the expectation was huge. And I think in the first half of this episode, I mentioned that my wife took me to see this movie. Yes, we went. But I think I took her. Now that memory serves oh. me right. We were both curious about this movie. But as I was watching this, I remembered how I felt going to this movie. And I remember I was actually quite excited. Tim Burton had already a proven track record by that point. He had no bad movies in the 90s. I was just going through his discography. He had no bad movies in the 90s. And frankly, probably in the 80s, he didn't have any bad movies either. So you think this is a a no-brainer, this movie, right? Tim Burton tackling the beloved Planet of the Apes. And you know what what, what was wrong with this movie, guys? 
It's not a Tim nice. Burton movie. It, it's Tim Burton, but it doesn't look like you would never know this was Tim Burton if uh, if if he, his name wasn't on the title because it doesn't look like any of his other movies. You you beat me to it, Scott. Um, <laughs> I was going to save that for the how yeah. good was it at the end, but you beat me to it. I'm watching this movie, and this is only the second time I've watched it. Uh, you know, I didn't mm-hmm. listen to my instincts from the first time, right? Uh-huh. A lesson learned. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. While I'm watching this film, I was like, this doesn't feel like a Tim Burton film. No. It really didn't look like it. I mean, and I and I can understand why it would have been weird to see. I would have liked to have seen some of his yeah, visual details. That's what would have made this work, right? You know what I mean? Because you the idea on paper, Tim Burton takes on this movie. You're like, he's going to do an interesting take on this. He's not yes. going to do it as a straight sci-fi movie. He's going to do his own Tim Burton shit on it. And he does it. He did directs it. I, he did, it looks like he just did it for the paycheck. He just does, didn't do anything special for it at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it in a nutshell. I mean, we could end the show okay. on that. How one, good was it? Yeah. How good was it? Let's get into it, man. I mean, yeah. we might as well. We were just, just, just go with yeah, the plot. I mean, how were we on the plot? I think we were, we were probably pretty right on with the plot in general, right? I think we didn't know specifics, but yeah, I mean, we were. It's a very easy thing to follow. I mean, it literally is the first one. They just had a couple curveballs. The curveballs weren't the same. And the the curveballs even... were the the they gave the apes the um the Charlton Heston lines from the first movie. That's, exactly. That, that was that was their curveball. <laughs> yeah. What a twist! And yeah. they made <laughs> and they made Charlton Heston himself an ape. Yes, oh. yes. As as my wife pointed out because she was watching it again with me t- earlier today and she was looking up some facts and figures and i had no idea that charlton heston was actually in this version of planet of the apes and he played one of the apes fathers so i'm like wow they dug him up you know what let's go let's go he was the the dying father right he was yeah, the, yeah. He was the one tim, who, tim yeah. um tim, tim roth. roth yeah tim roth's tim roth's father, dad. Yeah. yeah yeah but but let's go in because because i'm eager to get to the how good was it because we, right. we got to discuss I, this, this I, I mean part of me is just like how do you even go in like <laughs> I, i'm not gonna lie guys it took me and i was excited to tell you guys like let's get started just because i was like i'm going to forget it took me like a good three attempts to watch because <laughs> right off the back that damn trailer just the beginning i, I don't know if you guys noticed it was uh, long as hell and i swear i was falling asleep it probably had to be like like a legit like if it was like a good five minutes, it was a full five minutes of flashing names, flashing everything. Oh, yeah. Before we even 100% start. 100% right. Yeah, it starts out, and for some reason, they do an interesting, not an interesting font. They do a font yeah. where any I or L, whatever, was elongated in the in the, in the the name. It was just, it was weird. It Not wasn't, a good idea. You know, and Tim Burton's normally, his titles are playful, and the, the yeah. Danny Elfman's score is not is kind of fun going through it. This was not like this. This was just like, Trash. like whatever, like something you get on a, a TV sci-fi show. You know, it wasn't anything interesting to it. The, the, the credits, the beginning credits were a good indication of where we were going to go with this film. I totally agree with you 100%. You know, with Tim Burton's films, we're used to these, I wouldn't say grandiose openings. But they're usually very indicative of his style, right? Mm-hmm. You have, again, yes, you have the Danny Elfman music. 
which which I was surprised. I didn't know he did the soundtrack to this one too because it was not his best. Just, just like uh, just like Burton, he was on cruise control. Like whatever, give me give me the money. I'll do this eight movie. It really did kind of feel that way as I got to the end of this film, which will I promise you know audience we'll get into we the will plot all, in a we minute. will all give it a good end. Yeah, don't wait, <laughs> yeah. stick around. We, we will like it. Yeah, man. You know, it was like the I, everything about it or nothing about it actually. Better said spoke to me of Tim Burton and oh. that was a huge disappointment but okay let's let's dive in for the um, okay let's dive in the, the movie starts out and and we're at this space station it starts out with a Marky Mark yes we're, we're 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 right we're going around Saturn and yeah. the first thing you see is not Marky Mark you see Pericles the the chimpanzee yeah flying flying a, 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 a craft a small little shuttle kind of thing and uh, I don't know, some kind of warning lights go off, some kind of signal. He's screwing stuff up. And next thing you know, you see Marky Mark walk into the screen because this is like uh, this is a simulation. You know, he's supposed to the monkey is supposed to be piloting this uh, this craft and he screwed something up. So Marky Mark's got to come in and tell him he did it wrong and give him a snack to calm him down reward him for fucking up yeah. um, you know right away uh marky mark's presence took me out of this film right away he does he, not fit this film he's, at all he, he's strutting through this space station you know he has a natural strut to him right yes. you know Mar mark Wahlberg. you know before we knew him as the mark Wal Wahlberg of today right we, he was marky mark to us right yes and and he was you know is marky mark in the funky bunch he can't There's play future to... characters he he plays he seems like he's he's from the streets right that that's, yeah. it, or at least that's the attitude he oh. has i think marky mark this this movie made me realize something about him he can only play very serious like crime dramas or the stupid guy. And I, I think in general, he, he plays a stupid guy very well because of, I don't know, there's some, some kind of vacant, vacant eyes there. You know, he doesn't, his character from Boogie Nights is, is kind of the character that yeah. he can play. And th this is Feels not good. a character he can play. He cannot play, uh, you know, a science officer or whatever the hell he, he is, a pilot slash science officer it just doesn't come across correct. no he does not he did not speak to me of any kind of science anything in this film he he was he felt so out of place in this science fiction setting mm -hmm. again just him a simple thing like just walking down the hallway of the space station and he sticks yeah. out like a sore thumb and 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 i'm not trying to dog pile on, on mark Wahlberg as an actor i've seen him in in roles where he was perfect uh, example, like you just said, in Boogie Nights, playing the character of Dirk Diggler. He was perfect for that role. You sympathized with the character. You know, the character was not the smartest, you know, nut in, you know, in the toolbox. Uh -huh. But there was something about the character that was endearing and you were rooting for Dirk Diggler. And this, there was no, from the start, Yeah, his, the, I don't know if this was the way the character was written or if him as an actor, he took it. No, there. it's there yeah, was a cockiness yeah. <laughs> of, and an arrogance about from the word go, he's yeah. defying superiors' orders. And basically the shit fest that, that they get caught in is his fault. It's all yeah. his fault. Well, yeah, but uh, so he's de he's defying orders because he wants to go out and save his monkey, mm, right? Yes. But you don't see the chemistry with him and the monkey, right? He's actually a dick no. to the monkey in yeah. the beginning of the film, right? He's like, like playing some kind of a sleight yeah. of hands with, with the monkey. And 
he's treating it like it's an animal, but then all of a sudden, oh, he's got to go out and save his monkey. It's like, it's not believable. It doesn't come across. Delta pod has launched. Delta pod, your flight is not authorized. I'm going to get my chimp. You bring that thing back here now. Return to base. Never send a monkey to do a man's job. He, all of a sudden, he got to step out and risk everything for this monkey. Yeah, you know, which, a lot again, of cliches. Yeah, it is. Like, I mean, that part that even it, it was like a whole like, why won't you let me do my job? Why do you have yeah. the monkey do it? Just <laughs> let a flyer fly. Well, like, by I the mean, way, it, that does yeah. make sense. First of all, we didn't even mention this is 2029, guys. This yeah. is five <laughs> years from now. So five years from now, we're, we're gonna fucked. have a, a monkey-based space program because that's what this <laughs> is, right? They have they have all these monkeys in, in, in space, and so I, I guess we should go into the film. But there's some kind of big space storm, and so yeah. their, their idea is okay. We're gonna send the monkey out in a shuttle, yeah, and we're, he's gonna. We want to make sure everything's okay. Well, by the way. 2024 we have plenty of drones you know I, why would we need monkeys that you're not and even sure they can pilot the thing to go out there and fly you know i i don't understand it and if, if, correct me if i'm wrong <laughs> this movie was released what 2001 we said right? 2001, yeah, yeah. 2001. And, and even back then 2001 this is not a long time ago in the grand scheme of things this was what 20 plus years ago right yeah. to me as an old man yes not a very long time to some of you i know it's forever but to me it's it's a couple of decades back then i believe there was already drone technology. Yeah, we had gone beyond the monkey-based technology yes. in this movie by 2021, <laughs> yeah. okay? We weren't we relying on chimpanzees to, to fly our spaceships in 2021. Peter would have definitely stayed out of the way, yeah, without what? a doubt. Thank yeah, you. There was, but he was a genetically enhanced, very important, genetically enhanced monkey. I called bullshit on that. Yeah, I, yeah, he, sure, didn't, sure he didn't he seem was, too bro. smart to me. Yeah. He, he, yeah. Was, he was pretty glad to fuck up that whole space simulation <laughs> thing he was in. He just wanted that tree. He did not care who he got. It could have been Marky Mark. It could have been the guy giving Marky Mark a shit. Could have been the female. He just wanted the tree. Oh, you got to put some respect on Hercules's name. Come on. He cared about the program. <laughs> he, he was there, he was John Glenn. He's the John Glenn trash. of... Of all chimpanzees, okay. Um, wow, I, 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 I want to try to get us back in track. I think it's impossible. <laughs> <Good> <laughs> um, you're right, <laughs> Marky Mark starts the simulation with Pericles. He talks about where Pericles goes wrong. You know, we then get Pericles to go back with the other apes, chimpanzees. I don't know, everything was used like in and out vernacular or whatever, yeah. but uh. So we go back and exactly like you guys say, we have a storm or it's this electromagnetic storm that's supposed to be knocking everything offline, X, Y, and Z. And you're right. His commanding officer is like, let's go ahead and let's send out, you know, let's send out a pod in which the first thing you send out the pod, which I swear it's the same thing we said about our Star Trek thing. It's 2029. And the first thing you do is send the thing that hasn't been working like that's just <laughs> you know like it's we're so far in the future and it's just like he just fucked up in simulation but you know when he's gonna get it right in the real deal yeah um, and honestly i i think the monkey is probably as smart as marky mark it's probably it's just the same loss yeah. if you put marky mark out there and he doesn't come back what's really the loss it's oh, the, they're the same who would come and rescue him that would be the loss either way <laughs> yeah yeah it is. Um, um, 
Pericles. But uh, so what? So we so so Pericles does go. We realize that he's off course. Marky Mark defies orders. He goes and he chases him in a pod. And before we know it, we end up in a world where it is completely jungle. Marky yeah. Mark is in the middle of his landing. Where, by the way, I don't know if you guys noticed, like his spacecraft was on fire on water. Yes, like, the water know. was on fire too. Yes. Okay. He that lands in sense. a lake that's probably about the size of a house. You know, the, the mm-hmm. lake is like yeah. 20 by 20. You know, it, it is a small ass lake. He it was the in. deepest puddle. But ever. it was, yeah, it was very no. deep, but <laughs> yeah. it was, it was, it was not big. Yeah, it had a there was a whole ecosystem down there, man. It was oh, a yeah. small on the outside, it was the small pond. Yeah. It was like a, it was like a puddle on the curve, you know? Yep. And then you just step in it and you're like 30 to 50 feet down. Yep. And there's this whole thing going on there. But yeah, he is his uh spaceship conveniently lands there, right? After tearing through whatever a forest or whatever. Jungle, some kind of and yeah, you're right. When he surfaces, you're 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 totally right, you know. When he surfaces fucking water was on fire and i was yeah. like huh i was like okay i guess there was some oil in that bad boy yeah, that, rocket that, feel I, i'll give him the benefit of the doubt whatever mm. but you know he he gets right into the jungle and it starts right away he runs right into humans chris christopherson who once again does not look like he fits in any kind no. of alternate no. unit chris christopherson is always oh, the guy from roadhouse you know he's not <laughs> yeah. he doesn't he he can't he can't do other you can't put him in a loin oh. cro- cloth and have him play a savage man you know he is I, always a, a cowboy yes I love that man to death don't get me I have nothing against Chris <laughs> I love that yeah. man he was a great actor great singer I, I mean all around talent but but had no business being in yeah he's movie. running and then there's a supermodel right behind him with you know with lipstick on she's she's all made up but you know she's also in her jungle clothes as well can, yeah. can, can we stop and talk about homegirl for just stella warren very beautiful stella warren shit. there was yeah. a reason why in the first half of this episode i could not recall who this person was <laughs> i could not i did not i know there was a role as, as in the so you good. know the original series there was a role there was a female and it was a potential love interest for uh, Mark Wahlberg's character, right? I guess, mm. which didn't turn out that way. But anyway, okay, that was probably the only Tim Burton thing in this movie is is Mark Wahlberg at the end kissing the sape woman, right? But we'll yeah. get to that. But anyway, yeah. this woman who they introduced, so she's a super. She was a model at the time. She was a model, so she was like a, yeah, she was a, a model like Olympic caliber swimmer who became a model yes. and then became an actress, and she had a little bit of heat. I, I looked through her filmography. But right she, after this film, it started going like downhill, and she, she, she remember like Kangaroo Jack. What, what were you looking at? Yeah, I, yeah, this Kangaroo. and Kangaroo Jack, and then she's like going straight downhill into like nothing. After this, I mean, uh, her credits are unrecognizable. She's been working all these years, and really? the movies she's been in are just like I've never heard them. They they're either porn or direct to video. I, I have no idea. But I wish uh, it was porn, but I don't think it's porn, unfortunately. Jim <laughs> <laughs> was hoping. <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course I was. But if she was using this film in her portfolio and you know, on her resume, I, I could see this is why. still a starring role in a movie that made three hundred something million dollars. You know, True. but it's her acting you know, also is you know not not particularly great. And Lord knows in Hollywood, a little bad acting, it doesn't matter. They don't really no, care yeah. about stuff like that. It's just if you could, you know, bring in viewers, bring in some money. But, you know, homegirl, look, beautiful woman at the time, gorgeous. 
I've never seen her in any other movie. I can't vouch for her, her acting abilities in any other roles. But given this one, oh boy. The only bit of acting I saw on her part when we she, when she was giving the ape woman Helena Bonham Carter's role, right? When she was giving uh -huh. her the stank eye every time. Okay, I, I'll get to that. You know what? Let's go on with the plot because we're gonna get to that. We're gonna dissect all this shit. We're gonna... <laughs> that's that's the acting. That's the, the caliber of acting you remember. Yes, yeah, so her giving that's... this ape woman the stank eye because oh. she because the ape woman was trying to get with Marky Mark. Every you know, there were so like two hilarious. or three scenes where they closed in on her face, and she was just like so confused, like, like, hey, Marky, are you really? Are you are you gonna do that, getting... ape woman? Yeah, <laughs> like, like, I'm right, I am. Was it? Yeah, yeah. That that was the best act. That's that was the thing that I was thinking at the same time. So I, I agree with it. Uh, we all were. <laughs> we all were. But uh, let's go um, with the plot, man. So he's. So it's basically a stampede of humans. Yes, yeah, Marky Mark being, has, being chased has... by apes. Yeah, he, he doesn't know what's going on, but he does see all the apes all of a sudden, and he's he's absolutely astonished. Apes are coming out of nowhere. They're uh, attacking so people. In the th jungle. This this yeah. part of the movie establishes something we'll see for the rest of the film. Apes flying everywhere. These apes jump, yes. and it's the worst-looking jumps of any movie I've ever seen. You, you might as well see the ropes on their back pulling them around because oh, it looks ouch. so cheesy Ouch. these long leaps by these apes they should have called this crouching tiger hit an ape i mean yeah it, exactly it, you know it was that kind of wire work some uh, of it was i in my opinion some of it was successful a lot of it wasn't there's a, a tim roth scene that immediately comes to mind yeah, when you say that there's a funny <laughs> tim roth scene where he's upset, jumping all around and it's just it's like this is how monkeys get upset they just jump 20 yeah. feet yes. up in the air yes. okay. uh -huh. I, I i was man dana you beat me to it man because that is the exact <laughs> scene i had in mind that was so questionable but but let's go i know we keep digressing from the plot we have so much to pick up we, we need some jane goodall like at least jane goodall <laughs> yeah yeah Wait, can we can <laughs> we bring her in now hold on let, let, yeah. let, let me text her let me let me get her, uh, it's me like get she, her. she really could at least help us out because you're, you're like so many of these things of a humanoid ape and their mannerisms for everything were just like, I get it. We want them to be aggressive, but, you know, whatever. Well, the, the interesting thing about it is, you know, in the first movie, the mask all rubbery and really fake looking. Terrible. Uh, the, yeah. But Rick Baker, who did the special effects for this movie, they, yes. I think they look pretty good. You know, especially Tim amazing. Roth and all that. They 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 look yeah. really good. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just they don't physically act pretty good. Yeah. You know, the, the flying around and... You know, some of that stuff's bad, but uh, the actual makeup's pretty good. The makeup itself was brilliant, man. I mean, I was surprised at how good they pulled off uh, certain facial expressions mm -hmm. on the apes. You know, uh, it didn't look like, you know, like it did in the 60s, like in the first yeah. uh, version of this film. But we we come across Mark Wahlberg. The first thing he encounters on this planet is these bunch of humans trying to escape from a bunch of apes. And they get, all get captured. Including yeah, he starts Mark running Wahlberg. with them. But yeah. yeah, eventually they all get captured and thrown into a hut. And I believe this is where we get the, um, yeah, Michael Clark right, Duncan right. actually knocks yeah. out Marky Mark. Yes. And he does the uh, don't touch me, you damn dirty human line to him. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Which, is not the, me. Yeah. yes. <laughs> Which is not the first time we get the kind of, you know, reversal on these classic lines from the first version of this film. So it cheesy. was cute. 
<laughs> so that's forced. about it. So I, cheesy, I, yeah. so forced. It, it was done pretty cheesy. Yeah. yeah oh, I found the line. It's a uh, take your stinking hands <laughs> off me, you damn dirty human. Yes. Yes. It wasn't that believable, especially. I mean, you're chasing down a bunch of humans. One of them is probably yeah. going to put their hands on you. So, I mean, oh. I don't know why like they're so trying angry. to fight back. Like, yeah, it just makes sense. But yeah. yes. But <laughs> so, that was the first bit of forced. Uh, Force lines from the past. Yes. Yeah. Uh, then, but we do meet Michael Duncan Clark's character. We also meet Tim Roth's character. They, right off the bat, they both notice that Marky Mark is different than the other humans. Well, because he's got a dumber look on his face than the other people. They're like, who's, who's that guy? That, look at Dirk Diggler over there. What's going on with this guy, man? Plus, he's the only human with hair gel. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. That a... Oh god, the hair. <laughs> yeah, perfect like, hair throughout all this. Uh, yeah, Have you guys ever like... seen the SNL skit where uh Andy Samberg plays Mark Wahlberg talking to animals? He, when no, he, no. he says, "Say hello to your mother for me." You've never seen that? No, it's, well, I gotta look. Uh, this I'll up. send you guys a clip because it, it does encapsulate his acting very, very much. So. And now Mark Wahlberg talks to animals. Hey, I'm Mark Wahlberg. You guys know me. Let's go talk to some animals. <laughs> hey, dog, how's it going? I like your fur. That looks really great. So you're a dog, right? What's that all about? Okay. Well, it was great to meet you. Say hi to your mother for me, okay? <laughs> Once again, uh -huh. we love Marky Mark. I love The Departed, one of my favorite movies. He does great in that. Yes. Not in this. <laughs> like, just, no. Well, well not that's, in the, this. that's the thing of this movie. It actually has a, a pretty good cast. I mean, oh, I'll be yeah. honest with you, and, and uh, I was going to say this for my review, but Tim Roth, you know. But Tim Roth's great in this film. Tim Roth yeah. was outstanding. I, I, given what he was given yes. to work with in this film. Yeah, but his role was, yeah. He was the only person who came across as believable to me. Well, he gets it. You know, he, I, I feel like he gets, he knows what movie he's in. He's going to play over the top. He's going <laughs> to go all out. And that's what you should be doing in this movie. That's yeah. not what Mark Wahlberg is doing in this movie. That's what actually no one else is in this movie other than Tim Roth and maybe Paul Giamatti. They're, yeah. they're playing those over yeah. the top kind of characters. Helena Bottom Carter is kind of playing. She seems like the actress from the 70s. The same female ape character. Very much she, so. She seems yeah, like she's doing the same thing, like she's doing the homage to them. But yeah, yeah the rest of them, Marky Mark, Estella Warren, they don't, what, what movie are they They think they, they're in? You know, I, I, I don't, don't know. know. And you mentioned Paul Giamatti, who, who was also playing one of the apes. He plays like the, I don't know. What slave master know. is what he yeah, is. The slave He's yeah. the slave master is what he yeah. is. And and I guess his purpose in this film was as uh, mostly comedy relief, right? Because he I was guess. the one with all the lines, you know, with all the yeah. funny stuff. But as good an actor that we know Paul Giamatti to be, because he is a great actor, obviously. Yeah. It's showing one of the weaknesses of this film so far is the script writing was just yikes. Um, but yeah, let's please, let's continue. Yeah. I, I mean, we could basically fast forward towards that because everybody gets captured we yes. get sent into this world and we see all the different parts of the world. Um, you know, Marky Mark is now seeing that, hey, the people who are superior are these ape humanoids. 
that are superior. Um, you know, you see their village, <laughs> people who are getting haircuts, and you know, the, the, uh, they, my favorite part of the village, Dana, was uh, the charter. Was like, I know you're gonna the, say it's a midget, it's, it's the, monkey the monkey, the monkey guy, and they have a, a human midget as playing the monkey, and it. it's just like, oh my god, oh, come on, come on, you had to get. I mean, we too, we do that already with midgets. Yeah, you know, we, we don't need. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry, little people. Sorry, little people little, to you, sir. little people. Gonna get canceled wow. again by another community. Thanks, guys. Wow. wow. Uh, but no, I I I knew you were gonna say that because that was the first <laughs> thing I said to you. I was like, okay, so it's supposed hmm. to be a monkey charmer, but it's a, it's a midget charmer. Sorry, uh, a little person charmer. Uh, <laughs> or he's taking out his hat and asking for change because he's dancing along to the music box, and that is uh. And yeah, we see Helen Butter Carter with her stylized hair, with her. With her Rachel haircut from Friends, yeah. like, I don't know what she has on, but <laughs> she has like her hair is like super styled. It's like, oh, okay, oh. I get it. Uh, speaking of that scene too, I mean, this is our first view of, uh, I guess, the everyday life of these apes, right, and how they mm-hmm. form their own civilization, whatever. Totally felt like a set. Totally felt unnatural. Which oh, which sure. surprised the shit out of me. I mean, even yeah. though I mean Tim Burton's his uh his his view is 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 set design or whatever, they're not based in reality to begin with a lot of the times. But you yeah. could at least believe that there were people there, that this was a place where people could reside, right? In most yeah. of his films. This this was I don't know who did the set design for this film. It felt like I, I dare say the sixties of the first version of this story, the set design was better. <laughs> I mean, like, like it wasn't. Or at least it didn't stray too far. It, it was. You would have think they would have upped the game as far as the set design, but I don't know. It it just wasn't gelling with me. It didn't. It, no. it, it was clearly sets. Yeah. No. I, I'm. I'm gonna keep using this word. Forced. Forced is a big yes. thing that came up to me. That's and, a great. You know. Uh, you know. We see this set, and they try to force every single thing. Just in that clip of we're in this new Atopia. <laughs> and they just try to put everything out there for us and it's just like nobody lives here and and, and i think that was a thing that the contrast was supposed to be that we're in this new ape utopia where the apes are civilized but instead it didn't feel futuristic it didn't feel like any you know it just felt like you know hey we have a jungle and then we're just trying to switch the roles so you could subtly see yeah but it wasn't subtle at all oh so look they're was... doing stuff that humans do Look, exactly. look, they're just like us. Yeah, I, I get it, Tim. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it just that, that to, in a nutshell, what you're saying, June, that's exactly how I felt too. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll speed it along because um, we do finally <laughs> meet. Yeah, it's like it, we got to speed it along because there's so much criticism. I mean, so much reviewing that we could do. <laughs> <laughs> we finally meet Helen, uh, Helen Bonham Carter's character because. Um, we're, we're now getting to a point where, well, actually, I guess we meet two characters, but we see some more of the civilization. We see children that are sitting and playing. Um, and we see children throwing rocks at the humans. Oh, and yeah. that's where she comes in and is just like, who taught you to throw rocks at humans and say that it's right? My father did. Your father's wrong. Let him know that I said that he's wrong. So now we know that she is the one that has all this empathy for humans 
humans are real beings. They she's, have brains. She's horny for humans. We we know this already, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. She is straight up horny for humans. We oh, know we, we we know she's crossed the line before. You know, they don't they they don't really show it in this part of the movie, but we know she's crossed the line before. She has definitely been with a human before. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> it, would, it would explain certain things, but she was very comfortable. You were right. Mm -hmm. Um yeah. I, I am very sure. Uh yeah, I, I'm sure she even had like a Marky Mark poster like probably hanging up when we just didn't see it. there's so much jungle stuff there but uh before she got a chance to feel marky mark's vibration um <laughs> we we finally meet we we finally get to know some dynamics um because she also sees limbo which is paul giamatti's character who's an orangutan who is basically the human traitor um you know and traitor such as in t-r-a-d-e-r -E not like a traitor Yet he'll be a traitor. All the traitors. That makes fear. Bad enunciation on my done. part. Um, but but yeah, you know. So she's disgusted by it. But this is this is how he makes his living. He uh, he gives humans out to to everybody else. As he's doing that and separating everybody and trying to you know calm the chaos of getting new humans. Um, you know, Marky Mark is still trying to, you know, get his bearings of what's happening um, as men and women are being separated out. Um, and before he even gets to relax right off from jump again, the general that he met out there, Tim Roth's character, um, he's coming to to uh, Paul Giamatti's character, Limbo, and he's saying, hey, I, I want a human. Give me a good human as a pet and i need it for what his niece basically is that what it was mm -hmm. i don't know who she was yeah yeah daughter niece who knows i don't know whatever <laughs> some little girl in 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 ape makeup <laughs> wanted a human girl and so we see that happen we see how they are just truly commodities how many times do i have to tell you wear your gloves when you handle humans Getting soft, Limbo. You normally hack off a limb. Uh, yes, General. <laughs> That's true. But uh, unfortunately, they're worth more intact. Keep your eye on this one. He's feisty. Are these the ones that have been raiding the orchards, sir? I know an old country remedy that never fails. First, you simply gut one human and you string the carcass up. The human rights faction. I'm nipping at my heels already. Oh, do-gooders. Who needs them? I mean, I'm all for free speech as long as they keep their mouths shut. I promised my niece a pen for her birthday. Excellent. Oh, the little ones make wonderful pets. Oh, but be sure you get rid of it by puberty. One thing you don't want in your house is a human teenager. Oh. But as fast as we see that part as far as commodities and, and how that happens is when we see the confrontation of Helen Bonham Carter's character coming in to challenge Paul Giamatti's character of we shouldn't be doing this, you know, don't do this, whatever. And she's making a scene. And Paul Giamatti's character is already saying, well, I only put up with you because of who your father is. And her father is apparently a senator within their government. So that's the only reason that her protests are even tolerated at all. Um, but as she's protesting and just making a big deal, 
Marky Mark is doing what every person would do if they're in prison. I'm trying to get the fuck out. Um, so he, uh, um, <clears throat> what I failed to mention was we get Helen Barnum characters swooping in once a human's about to be branded. Um, mm-hmm. That brand gets flung to the side and Marky Mark now grabs it. Um, nobody knows that he has it until the opportune time where he grabs um, Helena Bottom Carter and he now puts the the brand up to her. But instead of like, hey, let's kill the human and, you know, like Limbo's like, see, see, this is why we treat him like trash, all this type of stuff. She's courageous enough to be like, well, if he's so bad and so terrible, let me have him, give mm-hmm. him to me. Um, and kind of the same thing of like, well, that woman's crazy too. And he's like, all right, well, give me both of them. So right off the back, she goes heads and she takes these two troublesome humans as they already get rid of the brand so fast from uh, from Marky Mark's character. So Marky Mark is already sold into slavery, hopefully in a good home, but, you know, he doesn't really know what's going on. He just mm-hmm. has uh, some sparks with our girl, our girl monkey, but he doesn't <laughs> yeah. really know what it means. He just knows that she understands and clearly he has a difference compared to others everybody else is kind of used to the servitude they're used to being chased and he's like what the hell is going on like mm. everything is wacky everything is topsy-turvy so we uh we fast forward to the next scene where now he's in captivity they give him a new uniform um he meets some other humans who are in captivity i i love how uh great uh house humans as they like to call it mm-hmm. i love how they literally try to use normal slavery terms of the house slave versus the field slave right off the back so they use that a bit later but we meet some other house humans there's that one character actor who's in everything um but he he's basically trying to be like hey we got to follow the rules we don't follow the rules we basically get killed um but we are already you know meeting other characters uh we meet uh, another senator who's coming we meet the main senator who's uh who's Helen Bonham Carter's father, um, you know, and he's supposedly having a great dinner and he needs these humans to act right. Um, so as he plans to have dinner and break bread, we get the one senator who has, uh, uh, I guess, his freaky little wife. I mean, it was kind of hard to tell because she was all in monkey getups. So I, I don't <laughs> really know, but <laughs> I think she would have been the equivalent of arm candy, but it's kind of hard to be arm candy when you look how you look. So she's invited to this dinner. We get the other people from the army that, that sit and come in. So we 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 basically get the meeting of some major players. Um, and the major players are the Senate, the government, you know, hey, these are the decisions that we make and this is what we do. And we have the army, armies, the enforcers. And then we have the idealist who's at the table and the idealist is Ellen Barnum Carter. Um, they start discussing humans and just their role and just, um, you know, clearly the army's like, they should just be exterminated. They're vermin. The senators are just like, hey, we shouldn't be as harsh. You know, we, you know, they 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 have their place here, but it's clearly not superior with us. And then you have Helen Bottom Carter is just like, oh, no, like they're very thoughtful. Look, I'm wearing this scarf, which <laughs> yes, I thought. Was... I've been doing them for many years. <laughs> what you had to say. <laughs> Oh boy! Stupid. But you know, honestly, what what does any of this get to in this movie? Why why do we even need the scene? Because it doesn't lead to anything other than the fact that 
Marky Mark escapes right after this. Him, Estella War, and all that. Because they made it, you're right, it goes so fast that, you know, we see that, you know, that certain people have discussed, but they've had discussed throughout the whole movie. You're right. Mm -hmm. Even at the very beginning, they meet this character. And she has compassion, which we know at the very beginning. It's like nothing really changes. But I think they try to do my other favorite word that I keep saying. They try to force us to put some bonds together. And one of them is Tim Roth, Helen Bottom Carter. By the way, even though they're opposing acts you know they actually are a love interest or he likes her and it's just like okay cool man y'all could have just done this later down the line i'm, I'm with you and like, they do do of... it in different scenes too there's yeah. you know he comes and sees her later by himself and yeah and yeah yeah they don't i don't know they just don't throw need it there's a lot of throwaway scenes in this movie but yeah, yeah all this leads to is that marky mark and the crew break out and they take uh, one of the house slaves with them. They they head off. They they get they rescue Chris Christopherson, who's with the slave traders with uh, Paul Giamatti and them. And they they make a run for it. Uh, they take off. They, she's leading them, right? Is is this where Helen and Bottom Carter's leading them, or not yet? Because yeah, he does want to. He wants to get back to the to the to the site. He wants to get back to the Karas site where he first met. And so and, and before he gets there, like you said, they have to sit and break out those other people. And, you know, I think she still is unsure what's happening, but somewhere in between it, she does eventually join with them saying like, hey, all this chaos is being caused. Like, oh, yeah. Join. Yeah. Originally, yeah. she was like, you know, why don't you come back in? I can, you know, talk them down and all that. And Marky Mark's like, no, we got to leave. So uh, they... They 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 rescue the the human girl the little girl yeah. from her cage. Uh, yeah. In this scene, you know when they're escaping, they're they're going through parts of the city. And the first thing you see when Marky Mark gets out is uh, a bunch of like it's supposed to be like teenage yeah, like, in leather jackets, like smoking and drinking, like hanging out. It's like what the what the hell is this? The, and the- then. Mm-hmm. No, ahead. please go yeah. ahead. No, no, go ahead. Well, the scene after that is they run through somebody's house and there's an ape taking his toupee off and putting it on. It's like, okay, yeah. I get yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the apes are the humans now. I understand. I, I, they, I get it. They, they go out of their way. And this goes back to the, uh, the scene we just left where they were having that dinner at uh, the senator's. Uh, I don't know if it's a house or whatever you want to call yeah. it. But, but um, <laughs> yeah, they, they seem to keep driving. I, 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 well, like Dana said, it's it's kind of forced, where where they keep trying to drive this point home that the human that the apes are like us, you know, they're living life like us, and it just doesn't it doesn't gel. It doesn't gel because, well, let's go on. It, and we I, get it. Well, yeah, we get the premise of the movie. You don't have to yeah. bang it over our heads. You know, yeah, we understand we're watching Planet of the Apes. The apes are like us. Now. <laughs> we, we get we it. Get we're it. on the planet. We don't, we don't need it every single. It's scene. in the title. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It just in case you didn't know what movie you're seeing. Yeah, the yeah. apes are in charge. Okay. So Helena so, uh, Bottom Carter's character remembers uh, that when she was a little girl, she used to take some secret route to outside to, of the... To go out and hump you and hump, hum, uh, hump, yeah. uh, humans in the jungle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how, that's what I'm thinking now, but... So that's the route they take, and they do escape, which was one of the worst. Well, they don't quite get all the way out because they they go right in front of like the army's assembling. Michael Clark Duggan's got all the people in front, and then and then they they're slowly running across this like little like I, I, area. That was insane. That part to me. 
That, yeah. that, I, I, uh, and he sees him. He's like staring at them. He sees them. And then Chris Christopherson, sure who probably has three lines in the entire film, mm-hmm. sacrifices himself. He tries to, you know, let them escape. He's going to take on Michael Clark Duncan by himself. And he gets, uh, he gets killed. He gets killed actually by Tim Roth. You know, Michael Clark Duncan stops him, holds him, and then Tim Roth kills him from behind. And yeah. see, see you, Chris. Way to pick up a paycheck, Chris. That, you know? Now, I want, I want to clarify this scene for yes. the audience because this is, I don't want the audience to think that we're exaggerating. And this is, this, this is indicative of the movie as a whole. So in this particular scene, Scott mentioned there's a, literally an army of apes that are that are waiting for them that are so to escape they have to basically run from one bush to the other that's basically what they had to right am i wrong there was a clearing a small clearing in between these two freaking groups of bushes and all they had to do was wait it out so no no motherfuckers it was like a bugs bunny cartoon it was like wily coyote <laughs> and they're tiptoeing you know and everybody uh-huh. could see them didn't some, like, you one of them me? have like something where they like delayed like they they hesitated and stood out there i forgot what it was one of one of them had something that made him kind of stand there for a minute maybe chris christopherson he's hurt or something i don't remember. Uh, whatever it was it, it could have been planned a little bit better this escape they just chose to use it as an opportunity like we said to show more of the lifestyle of this ape city and its inhabitants and how human they are yeah again i don't know what point they were trying to prove anyway chris christopherson we see the last of him in the scene he yes. sacrifices himself for lucky, the greater good him. of the he, humans he got out quick yeah, so yeah. You got a cool the rest of us had to watch the rest of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Christopher knew what he was doing. He was like, oh, he just showed up one day for his scenes and collected a big fat Tim Burton paycheck. But anyway, uh, where do we go from here? So they escape. They get to the outer limits of the city. Yeah, yeah they get out of the city. Uh, you see that as they get into the jungle, there's an ape kind of watching them walk out into the jungle. Uh, eventually... The apes appear. It's um, it's uh, what's it? Paul Giamatti's character and a couple of his guards come and get a hold of the boy that's with them. They have they have a, a boy with a lot of gel in his hair. He's uh, he's part of the crew, <laughs> stylized uh, teen boy with gel in his hair. Yeah, he get he gets caught by Paul Giamatti, but uh, Marky Mark's got a ray gun. So he, uh, but in the meantime, Marky Mark's gone back to his old ship. He gets down there and recovers his ray gun out of the ship and finds a couple of dead ape bodies. I guess the scene we didn't talk about was yeah. uh, a couple of guards tell Tim Roth, like, hey, you know, we, we saw something crash here in the lake. And for some reason, he decides to murder both of the apes to hide the secret that there's something in the lake. I, I don't know. I don't know I, what that means. I was hoping one of you guys could answer that for me. No, I, there's, I, there's a lot of questions I have about this movie, about the <laughs> ending too, that I, we're going to have to unpack at the end of this because I, I don't know. Okay. All right. Let's let's get there, gentlemen. Let's get there. <laughs> so, so yeah, see, they, they find his ship. He goes down. He dives into the puddle, the big deepest ass puddle on, on, on this planet. And he retrieves his stuff from his ship. Uh, including the ray gun that uh, uh, Scott mentioned, which it was funny. Look, I, I understand he's kind of a... At this point, Mark Wahlberg's character is not tr- really trying to save anybody. No. He's trying to get the fuck out of there. Yeah, yeah. Understood, yeah. understandably so. So so it's like any humans or apes that followed him, 
he yeah, was he not really giving a shit about it. he was trying yeah. to get the hell off he the found ship. a tracker but he, when he did it off the ship he got a tracker and the tracker yes. tells him that his home ship is somewhere else on the planet and he's got to get to that place um one of the things that bothered me about this scene when they they come up for air he retrieves all this stuff and he gets the ray gun and the first thing he does he puts his ray gun in his ass he puts it in he's his cool. back and i'm like what if you if you don't know what's going on and you don't know, and and you got apes, and you got apes with you who are, who are, have clearly indicated to you that they're not really liking you much. They're following yes. you for a cause. I I would not put my weapon in my back pocket. I would not. I would keep that's that that stuff would stay in my hand. I'd be pointing at everybody. Uh, well, that me. is the coolest place to put. You know, Marky yeah, Mark's going to so. do the coolest thing. He's always cool. <laughs> so yeah, he does have this tracker, as Scott mentioned, and it indicates that. He has to go to wherever the coordinates it's giving off to him. And that's where he'll uh, it, he's under the impression that he's going to be rescued. He's yes. basically, you know, that 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 uh, the ship and the crew that he left behind and fucked over <laughs> and put yeah. them in all kinds of a mess. Came looking they for him. came looking for him. Because you know that's it's Marky Mark, so so why wouldn't they look for him? The funky the funky bunch is here. Yes, to save him you. is what it is. The funky <laughs> bunch <laughs> in the ship <laughs> are here. Feel the vibration. Yes. <laughs> so um, so this this tracker yeah. is giving off vibrations and leading yeah, off to, to the middle of the desert or something. So that's where they head out. And and what am I missing from here, guys? I this think is, this is where Paul Giamatti shows up. He uses the ray gun. Paul Giamatti's little bodyguards run off when they see the ray gun. And so now that he's their captive, they take Paul Giamatti captive and they, they keep going on their quest. At the meantime, you know, Tim Roth uh, goes to see his daddy, uh, Charlton Heston, who's dying. And Charlton Heston tells them like, hey, you know, they're, they're going to go to the, the uh, I don't what they call it, the, not the unknown zone, some kind of zone where the apes don't go. And he's like, you know, you, there's something you need to know. Uh, it, humans haven't always been the lower class, you know. And he's like, you know, break break this jar over here and take a look. And uh, it, Tim Roth <laughs> finds a ray gun inside the jar. Okay, I I don't know exactly what that means. It means I, I guess it was humans before. I I don't know. I don't know why the Tim human Roth gun this. their and, power. And then Charles yeah. Hessen dies. He just, he just straight up dies. I don't have much time. Tell me about this human who troubles you. I will capture him with little trouble. No, you're not telling me everything. You believe he is not born of this world. Has he come alone? Yes. More will come looking for him. How can you possibly know? I have something to tell you. Something my father told me and his father told him back along our bloodlines to Simos. In the time before time, we were the slaves and the humans. We're the masters. Impossible. So Tim Roth knows that Marky Mark's ship is in the is in the water. Mm -hmm. Obviously, he knows it's there because you know he killed some guys to hide it 
He knows about the ray gun that the that his father has now. And now he wants to go and hunt down. And he knows that his the girl he likes, the ape that he likes, left with Marky Mark. But he he's trying to convince everyone else that she's a captive and that you know he has to go rescue her. Gets uh martial law declared, which I don't know why they would call it martial law on another planet, but but whatever. Uh so that <laughs> so that the mil they had the military power to go kill all the humans and, and and get back whatever they want to get back from Marky Mark. But, you know, I think what's established earlier is that humans outnumber apes four to one on this planet. You all know, right. they're just, I guess, too dumb to, to take out the apes. Well, uh, you know, if, if Marky Mark is the smartest of this bunch. <laughs> I, I get it. Jesus. Yeah, it makes sense. It does make sense. I think this was one of the first mini questionable things, or at least maybe they made the line too easy for us. So Tim Roth's character and his dad's character are direct descendants well i guess everybody we find uh, out are direct descendants but they're direct descendants of, of their deity their deity seem you said simus is that what it is simu, isn't that I, I think it was simo something like simo yeah simo something like that so it should have been so, like bonzo it should have been like like a, a really cheesy like ape name that like, would have like been like great. mr mr blinky bubbles. or something like bubbles yeah it should have been bubbles Michael Jackson. That, 100% it should have been bubbles that would be perfect that would be awesome <laughs> Oh, great bubbles. Oh, man. So the awful. missed opportunities. Oh, let's go Danny on. Let's go on. But, uh, <laughs> yes. but, but I think that was the thing I was a little confused about, but I guess it makes more sense as we talk it out loud. So, Simus is came from the land Palama, C A L I M A. Like, mm. I think that's what they kept calling it. Kalima um, is the sacred ah, yes. land. And so, it, that's where we're going. We're going towards there. Marky Mark isn't really sure, you know, where he's going. He's just following the tracker. But everybody's saying they're heading towards the sacred land where their beginning history or the history writings say that their population and everything began at. So that's what uh, that's what we're learning, at least now. It, it's, it's cat and mouse from here. It's, uh, you know, the army trying to chase them down as they head towards the coordinates. Um, yeah. You know, we, we they try to establish some other storylines which uh make zero fucking uh, sense <laughs> you know they have the one scene where yeah. so they, they, they have to cross a river to get to this land uh, and yeah. you, you find you find out that apes hate water they're scared of water they can't swim can't and yeah and then you know they they realize they have to cro cross a river so they they steal horses they run through uh uh a whole army of apes uh in their camp encampment and uh, they get across. Uh, Helen Bon Carter almost drowns, but Marky Mark saves her and swims across with her. And yeah, that's it. That, that's all the excitement. You know, they, they almost get caught by Michael Clark Duncan. But yeah, you know, it's a uh, worst army ever. Yeah, you know, they're terrible. Worst army. I mean, these these humans with, with barely any weapons, whatever, just plow through an, an army. I'm pointing this out for the first time, but you mentioned about the apes being afraid of water why are you having a whole army encampment <laughs> right by the water I, 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 why am i asking these questions though? yeah <laughs> why yeah, let me yeah, let, let's just, go let's keep going just not superior enough to these amazing apes <laughs> uh <laughs> but uh, i i think that's a thing too like one of the force things they they try to do was the gorilla guard that came with helen bound and carter they try to force it of just like, oh, he's 
he's actually the teacher of of Michael D- Clark Duncan, and yeah. now he's his enemy, and we're just like, who fucking cares? Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, it's, it's just like, a scene for them to stare matter. at each other. <laughs> yeah, this, there's no, there's no real reason for it. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Monkey on monkey crime. Do we really mm-hmm. care? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we finally uh, we're we're making our way. I, I think you know Tim Rob's crazy character is also making his way, but they finally hit the coordinates of of what he thinks is the Oberon, which was the the tracker mm-hmm. is for is for that original that original thing. I do think they we missed the, there it. was a I do yeah. we, we did miss another classic line. Somewhere in that that camp scene there was damn them all to hell. But I, I didn't note who said it. It was an ape that said it, but someone said yeah. damn them all to hell, the Charles and Heston line from the first film. Oh my Dang it! I'm gonna have to fact check that later. <laughs> yeah. I, Sorry, I, I, YouTube. No, no, no maybe it might. It hires Michael Clark Duncan again. Yeah, because Michael, I, I Clark, Duncan Michael Clark Duncan is the first one. But I was just like, no, I don't think they gave it to him again. I think mm. it was another random guard. Honestly, oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I think that's literally who it was. It was just like another random guard, mm. <laughs> like as this was going down. So okay. I just wasn't a hundred on that. Um, but yeah, yeah, like I mean, once again, it it, it was very natural for him for to say it. Like that's how natural it was. It just kind of came out of nowhere and once again forced another forced lie. Yeah. Um, but uh, so uh, they, they, they get across they the and they make it to their his old ship. Yeah. He finds his coordinate yeah. and the ship is like it's it looks like it's old. been there forever. It's like it's wrecked yes. and it looks like it's been there for ages. He gets inside. And he, you know, they're like, you know, the, this is your ship. You know, they're, they're starting to doubt him. Like, you know, what are you talking yeah. about? You said it just, you know, they're, they're coming for it. This is people are supposed to rescue us. And then he finds a skull of a human inside the ship and then use it. You know, for some reason, the ship still has power. I guess he, he does say it's, it's nuclear it's power. So, yeah, lasts forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he gets in and he finds a video of the captain of the ship basically saying that the, the, the apes at first were very helpful. But they, they, something's changed, and they've turned on us. And then, you know, predictably, you hear a screaming in the background, and, and the video ends. So he gets killed by apes. Samos. So, yeah. so Samos yeah. was is the one, is one of the the monkeys that started the, uh, the rebellion. And once again, we screwed yeah. up by having an ape space program. You know, we not, <laughs> remember the ape space know, force. Gotcha. NASA. And one day, if you just you thinking about doing an apes based space program, look at this movie. Okay, yes. trash. <laughs> oh, <laughs> super trash. I, I I love also another throwaway. It was like Kalima. Mm-hmm. It it actually it's called Kalima because they just didn't wipe off the dust. It actually uh, is caution live <laughs> animals, and I'm just like, really? Like this is the lame ass <laughs> thing that you guys. We're building up like that's the, the dumbest fucking thing. The most embarrassing part of that was, that was it was Mark Wahlberg who revealed that to them by yeah, brushing he's it. Like, wipe, wipe, wipe. Yeah, wipe, wipe, wipe. Like yeah. all you had to do was this. And I then... think there was some throwaway scenes too when they're walking through the desert and they ask him. You know, he's like, "Yeah, we have apes on our planet, but they're all in zoos." So many questions I want to ask. Um, these zoos you speak of, what are they? This word is not familiar. Zoos where you find our last few apes. What happened to them? Gone. After we cut down the forest, the ones that survived are locked up in cages for amusement or they use for scientific experiments. 
horrible. That would do worse to our own kind. I don't understand. You seem to possess such intelligence. Yeah, we're pretty smart. The smarter we get, the more dangerous our world becomes. You know, we have, yeah. we have them all locked up, and, and they're like, they're not in the wild. No, they're, all, they're, they're basically dead in the wild. We only have them in zoos now. Like that. <laughs> all right. Sure, Mark. Oh, he has so many. Uh, like, I think he had another part where it's just like, uh, it's just like, oh, this this is how you treat this is how you treat apes. It's like, oh yeah, we treat our own even worse. Like you know, he's he like uh -huh. really just trying to uh, be yeah. this. I get it, human philosopher. Are, yes, we, we we get it, Tim Burton. We get it. Humans are bad. I see it. I see it. We're the apes. I get it. I get uh, it. I get it. Trash, bro. Absolute trash. Simos, uh, we know is a. Uh, is the monkey that started all of this that started the feud? He he realizes that it's some type of time storm that they went through. So so we're we're saying in the time storm that Marky Mark yeah. goes further ahead in the time storm storm than this ship. So this ship, like right. hundreds or thousands of years before lands crash lands before Marky Mark shows up on the planet. Yes. So that's basically what it was. It was like I'm totally confused. Yeah. 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 And that's, I don't that's, get any of the time logic in the. In this I, movie. I think that's the the logic they were trying. Fucking multiverses. Um, <laughs> <laughs> damn you! We thought we were done with you, Marvel. And so, you know, oh, so is it? Yeah. So is this supposed to have been a barren planet that the monkeys and the humans on that ship crashed? And all the human descendants are the from the original crew, and all the monkey descendants are from the from the same thing, the research monkeys. Correct. That's exactly okay. how they try to present it. That's exactly I'll, what they basically. I'll take say. it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, because Helen Bottom Carter's character basically says, like, if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't exist. So, like, right off the back, as we said, we blame Marky Mark for doing all this to begin with, but. Without yeah, knowing him, you know, there wouldn't be this civilization that was absolutely fucking useless, yeah. apparently. But yeah. but I, I think that's the thing that confused us because now we get a new element, and that element is that that uh it's a time storm, one ship gets knocked in the past, one ship gets knocked in the future. And I guess I'll go to do spoiler alert. The 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 ship that we were initially looking for comes a little bit later. Like so, mm -hmm. Pericles comes later. Um, uh, as, as they, you know, so it's it's all was due to a time storm. Even though he was chasing after Pericles, but somehow Pericles. I wish they had had one of the monkeys explain it for me. I wish, like you know, <laughs> Paul Giamatti would have said, "Hey, I guess this must have been a time storm." Then this because that would have helped me when I was watching this. I would have loved that myself. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm sure. I'm sure. Like they they made it like. It, is, it was probably the wrong time to have context clues. I guess let's put it that way. <laughs> yes. So it's just like, oh, I had to put that together. Like, okay, like uh -huh. fine, whatever. But yeah, yeah, this is this is the story. But um, <laughs> uh, you know, but for Tim Roth's character, who's still coming along, he still wants to call humans. Um, you know, he learns whatever may be the history of his people, one way or the other. I think they try to insinuate that too, as far as the context of that. He knows the true history just because of the secret that his father told yeah. him. You know, so it's just like he's just trying to exterminate the history, which is, I mean, I don't know who this who guy knows? is. Like, who knows? I don't. I don't, I don't know why but, he's know. doing it. Yeah, <laughs> but he, he's coming. So his army is coming, 
And Marky Mark, for some reason, all the humans have heard about yeah. Marky Mark. They know that he's supposed to have people coming to rescue him. And he's like some kind of savior. So they like all show up there. Yeah, he's a he's a, they, the, the funky bunch has arrived and it's not <laughs> the people from the future. It is all the rest of the funky humans that are there on that planet. And they they all arrive just to stare at him. You know, they, they don't they, none of them get to say anything, pretty much do anything. They just they are to, to stare at Marky yes. Mark. And, and he's he told the same thing as like, I want to go home. And he's pouting that when he realizes that his ship is dead and he has nothing to go. And, uh, you know, he's like, just tell them to go leave, you know, get out of here. And nobody wants to leave because they, they love Marky Mark. And, you know, he, he comes up with a plan. He's in his ship. He realized he still has engine power in the ship. At least in one of the engines is still there's still some power in it. So he has an idea to, to lure the, the monkeys close to the ship. And so he he goes out there, him, uh, the blonde, the the monkey guardian of Helena Bonham Carter, played by an Asian actor. I forgot his name. And then I think somebody else. The kid, and, like they basically. Well, told the, kid the kid wasn't to go supposed back. to go there. There was another yeah, person there. there. But the, yeah. oh, it's the the one black guy in the film. So the oh, black yeah. guy in the film <laughs> who who uh, is just part of the crew. He's just like one of the fighters. And um, by the way, I didn't see any black crew members on on the on the. You, you, you don't see you don't see white or black. You didn't see any yeah. black. Okay, no, gotcha. No, no, I, <laughs> you, you didn't see color. Gotcha. I, I don't see color. No, no. I, when you see the original crew, so I, I'm not sure we, if if they populate if they're the Adam and Eve of this planet. <laughs> You know, so but, are you trying to say that black people came from a different species? I, or I'm just... not saying that. I think Tim Burton's saying that, Dana. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not gonna so, touch that one. <laughs> so, anyways, they uh they're out there, and there's the the young kid who wants to be part of the battle, and of course they tell him he can't be, and then he goes out there anyways, and of course he fucks up. You know, he his horse falls on him. Marky Mark's gotta go save him. And he gets back just in time to, to set off the engines and blow the shit out of some chimps. Like a whole chimp army is like charging them. He turns the engines on and chimps are flying left and right. Yeah, man. That was probably the best scene in the movie. Yeah, man. they should have been disintegrated, but they just, no. their, their hair is a little bit singed. Yeah, and then the hu- yeah, yeah. The, then the humans attack, you know, and they're, they're, they're killing the chimps. Now all the rest of the apes are charging. And all hell's broke loose, right? Everyone's fighting. Mm-hmm. Michael Clark Duncan uh, takes on his mentor. You knew this was going to happen. Stupid. <laughs> War, where they, you know, they have weapons, but they drop them. Instead, they're they're just pounding each other in the chest with their with their hands until one dies. Until till the old the old ape dies, and it's just Michael Clark Duncan. Uh, Tim Roth finds Marky Mark is beating the hell out of him, and all of a sudden, what happens, Dana? What what comes out of the sky? The real Jesus. Hercules <laughs> is back. Oh boy! Yes, uh, uh, but you yes. know, perfect timing, of course. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, and this was another. I, I, it's I can't even call it jump, but another like question mark where okay, we're also supposed to put these gaps together, but Pericles through the time storm now comes and he lands and he looks you know, as if nothing happened. Like he just left from the ship that we yeah. just saw at the beginning of the movie. Um, you know, he lands safely and, you know, his normal chimpanzee self, 
He gives his thumbs up to Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg gives his thumbs back up. But everybody now is just like, oh, this is Simu or whoever. Yeah, they're like, all praying yeah. basically to him. Yeah, they, they all start bowing down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Everyone just, but just Tim proved. Roth. Tim Roth's like, fuck this. I'm going <laughs> to kick the shit out of Marky Mark still. I, I do not care. You know, Simu, Simu, uh, Simu uh, Pericles runs yeah. to go home, go back to his cage. And yeah. uh, Marky Mark, Mark is trying to chase after him. And then Tim Roth is beating the hell out of him. Mm-hmm. No. Which, uh, what, they end up inside the ship. And um, they're, they're Mark, duking it out. He's he, he, he gets Mark Wahlberg a, a decent beat down. Oh, yeah. Mark Pericles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he Pericles tries to help. And Pericles gets the, the beat down by, by Tim Roth. Gets, mm-hmm. like, knocked into a wall. He sure Animal does. cruelty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the that was the saddest part of the movie is the monkey. The poor monkey gets gets beaten and crawls back to his cage while he's bleeding. If the only the only being in this planet that I rooted for was this monkey. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I said when they knocked that when Tim Roth knocked that monkey against the wall, I was like, no, that's it. (laughs) Everybody else, I was like, I could do without everybody else. It's okay, they'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm with you, Jim. Tim uh, Tim Roth's character now has the ray gun. And, uh, you know, but Mark Wahlberg tricks him into basically putting him in like the captain's hole, I guess. Yeah. He finds a way just to close it down. And now he's locked in there. So essentially he's locked in there with the ray gun. He's shooting the ray gun. And, and, just and now he's an place. animal before he was his general. Yes. But now he's acting like a caged animal and freaking out yeah. and hitting everything and shooting the gun. And uh, Michael Clark Duncan's there and he realizes that. He's been wrong all this time that, oh, he shouldn't have been following uh, Tim Ross character, that this guy was bad. And so now he's a good guy. Now, Mark, Michael Clark Duncan is is uh, is is a good guy now. Yeah, he's a good guy. Uh, we we see, uh, you know, Tim Roth tries to reach out to Helena Carter, Pop, uh, Bob Carter, um, but she shows him the brand that he gave to her earlier when mm-hmm. she was trying to negotiate peace, it's the same brand that they gave to humans. So, like, he, uh, you know, thinks that he's about to put his hand out to do the whole cliche, put your hands over my hand, but she's just showing him the brand that that he gave her earlier in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so all of his, all of his options of freedom are, are basically gone. He really yeah. is a captive. So at this point, we think it's happily ever after. Murky Marks basically takes Pericles to Helen Bowden Carter you know, hey, take care of him. Make sure he's okay. Yeah, I'm leaving. Uh, I'm leaving without the ship. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I can bring him back to Earth with me. His ship. You know what? He can stay here with fucked you. Up. Mm. Yeah, so yeah it, up. listen, he's a god on that planet, so. Uh, yeah, uh, he, yeah, he could also have taken the blonde with him who fathers oh. died. She's got nothing else to say. You, I, that's what I thought he was going to do. Like, hey, get in the ship. You'll come back with me. He just kisses her goodbye. He, he First he kisses the ape lady. Then then he kisses, kisses her. Yeah. Yeah, he he selfishly just cuts out. Yeah, leaves uh, everyone behind. I gotta go back to Earth. This is my chance. He gets into Pericles' ship and then and takes off to go back to Earth. Which you know, this is like this little like shuttle thing. I don't know how it's like taken off from wherever this atmosphere is, flying across the galaxy. Amazing. Really? Now, now, did you notice? Okay, so he goes through this time warp or whatever mm-hmm. it is to return storm, to our yeah. galaxy and our time. And if correct me if I'm wrong, he he ends up at the same coordinates, which was like right, right off of Saturn. Saturn. 
Yeah, and then he gets back to Earth two minutes later. Two minutes later, he's on. <laughs> yeah. Earth. Like, like it was no time man. Twenty twenty nine. I cannot wait for twenty twenty nine. It's gonna be a fucking hell of a ride, man. This is gonna oh, be man. an ape space program. We'll be able to fly across the galaxy, man. I cannot wait. Time storms. Yeah, no, absolutely yeah, it makes sense to me. Um. So yeah. So let's let's cap this off because uh, this is the end. He, he crash lands in. You know, he's he's entering Earth's atmosphere. You can see see the um, Washington Monument. So you know he's near DC. Uh, he's telling you know uh, the flight control whatever is like, hey, you know, you're not authorized. He's like, I I'm landing. I got to land. I'm crashing. This and that. And he crashes right up to the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. He gets out enough. conveniently, runs up the steps, and instead of Lincoln there, there is Th- what? What is this, what is uh, Tim Ross' character's name? Than- it's well, not Thanos. Uh, or something like that. I think Fade. Fade. Yeah, Thane, yeah, Thane, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. 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 It's him sitting on the chair and it's saying, you know, thanks to General Thade for blah 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 blah. You know, and yeah, there's a big statue of him. The cops show up and they're all apes. And Marky Marks has that look on his face, like, where the fuck am I at? And he could have been back on his the planet he was at with yep. with uh Stella Warren and getting some ape uh hell in the bottom carter on the side. He could have been having best of both worlds. And you know, he goes back and he he's now on a planet Earth that's <laughs> run by apes. But all right, so yeah, this is Planet of the Apes. I don't get the ending of the film. <laughs> all right, well, what I don't so when did did the Tim Ross character have a chance to go back to Earth and change it? And I I don't understand what what does this mean? Well, that's the thing. Where's the that's, logic in that? I I don't see it because um I read a little bit uh, of you know on IMDb about this film after uh-huh. I watched it you know, and it, it made it clear that. Uh, the planet of the apes was a different planet. It was yeah, not hundred percent. It was a different yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and so yeah, it's the question remains like what? Like like so it, what? Oh, we would think that it, like he like recovered the craft from like the lake or something and flew to Earth and took over the planet and changed the history of Earth. Crickets, bro. You're gonna get crickets from this side. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I mean the under. I, I literally told you guys like, oh the. The past was the future, and the future is the past. But now it's like, wait. So if his actions caused that past, and that is now the future, but that future is on another planet, does it mean he simultaneously like? So he was taking over the galaxy. It wasn't just that planet that he. You know what I mean? It just didn't. I don't. It, it makes it, no yeah, sense. Yeah. So the, the there's no logic bad. behind this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I get, you know, it's a, it's kind of a, you know, they, they wanted to do a take on Charlton Heston finding the Statue of Liberty at Zending. the end. Yeah, but yeah. It doesn't make any sense in this film. Forced, and, and there was no again. sequel to this. So you don't, you know, there's no way to explain it. Tim Burton actually said that he would rather jump off a building than do a sequel to this film. Holy so shit, thank, really? thanks, Tim. Thank, thanks for yeah. living it, leaving us with a cliffhanger like I, that, Then I wondered about that. I, uh, did Tim Burton want to do this film? Did he go to this? I, you know, I want to do Planet of the Apes. Or was I it don't handed think it so. to him? I, I, I feel I like the studio was, was like, studio was like, if you want Edward Scissorhands too, 
<laughs> like you gotta make this shit. but he was still at the height of his power so that's what i don't before get this movie he did um sleepy hollow which i think was his success it was, sleepy sleepy hollow was before this film yeah it was a that was a film he did before this and then before oh, that was, like was mars attacks now i don't think mars attacks did well but i think it was appreciated but i don't think it did well in the box office but you know before that you know he still had his hits of you know batman batman returns uh Edward Scissorhands, he, you know, he had, he had a nightmare before Christmas, you know, yeah. he, he had well, hits before this. That's why I posed the question because my, my, I, I would think that he had his pick of the litter at yeah. that point. Right. Like even if, yeah, whatever, one or two Mars attacks, they didn't do that well, but I don't, I don't remember it being so critically panned that it destroyed his career and not in, in, in any shape, way or form. I, the uh, only thing I can think of is he took a pay, he took the paycheck because, you know, to me, I would want to see what Tim Burton does with Planet of the Apes. If I was a studio yes. executive and I had Planet of the Apes, I'm like, give it to Tim Burton. He'll do something weird and funky with it. It'll be an interesting take. And he did the exact opposite. He did it like the way that, um, Fuck. I mean, any like Smo would do it the, the way that uh, what's a guy that did like the Superman movies or um, Zack Snyder. Or, Zack Snyder. Or, yeah, Zack. You know, he did it like like that. He just did it like conventional, and it there, there was no Tim Burton touch to this movie at all. And he has a signature style. All the other movies we've reviewed so far, and I think probably yeah. all the other movies we'll do this month. When you look at them, you know it's Tim Burton. If oh, someone yeah. didn't tell you that, if you just turned on in the yeah. middle of these movies you looked at you like oh that's tim burton Agreed. you cannot do that with this film so yeah so you mentioned that this film did do well it, it was like it what, did 300, well. 300 something million on mm -hmm. a 100 something million budget or something like 100 million budget. even yep. yeah which yeah, is so a good budget i mean which is a good return on it, it didn't look budget. like it it didn't look good i i wouldn't say there was uh you know even yeah. like the space scenes with the shuttle it didn't look like it was a good special effects well in the beginning you know when they're going through this time warp thing and i was like i was like you know is this the same nebula cloud that they went through in star trek 2 yeah and that, <laughs> the movie from 1983 yeah, or whatever it was, it was i mean it looked the same special effects and that was yeah. you know 30 years earlier it's it's an this is an odd film that that's the really the best way i could describe it. it's an odd film um, back then when I first saw it and I walked out the theater after watching this movie, I was confused. I'm mm -hmm. the same now. It's the exact same response I had back then where it was like, one, was that really Tim Burton? And two, how could you fuck this up? Like, like, like <laughs> the story's there. Like, even yeah. if they would have made a beat. Okay. A great example of that. Right. J.J. Uh, Abrams with his Force Awakens, I think it was, which was basically mm -hmm. just. A, a soft reboot of a new hope right star yeah, Wars it's exactly the same, it's the same as film. but but i'll give jj abrams credit watching in the theater at least it gave me some of that sense of when i was a kid watching star wars for the first yeah. time it was visually stunning it was it was you know it was a it was fun it wasn't great as mm -hmm. far as star wars movies goes it, he could have done a lot better but i was like okay it's a soft reboot of a new hope i'll take it it was well done this was just a fucking fail man Th yeah. this was like no yeah. rhyme or reason I, look i'm already doing how good was it because i can't wait yeah uh, well, <laughs> because... we, we can get into it i mean uh, I, i'm we, fine with that we might as well. i, I don't know what else to to say because so. <laughs> well, i guess none of us really understand the logic of the film I mean, none of us understand uh, the ending right 
No. I just <laughs> want the ending all. of this. That's the ending I care about. <laughs> the ending of talking about this. This is <laughs> I, I, fucking look, terrible. Look, I, I have no regrets about doing this movie for this <laughs> month. I, yeah. I'm glad we got a clunker in, you know, yeah. because uh, I think it needed it. I, I think, uh, you know, if it would have been all classic or stellar Tim Burton stuff, I, I think we needed some contrast. That, uh, God knows this movie gave us way, probably way too much contrast compared to <laughs> the other filmography, the rest of his filmography. God, I, I, I hope the other films are are better than this <laughs> uh, it's impossible only can go up buddy i mean this is bad <laughs> are we gonna go into how good was it or do yeah yeah or, or... No, go, go yeah. ahead uh dana why yeah. don't you lead us okay. off with this go, dana, <laughs> i can't wait for this go dana. man bro so uh man how good was it um i i i think it's already easy to tell where we're gonna all go in this but three good i i took <laughs> <laughs> when I when I was thinking about my critique of this, I I really was just like taking it from the same vein that you guys were. When I think of Tim Burton, I I think of imagery. I think I kept bringing that up when I thought about Edward Scissor's Hands, which is a a classic form. Um, you know, I think of the same thing with The Nightmare Before Christmas, even though that was only him presenting it, but still more or less. Those were the touches that I felt and I understood. I saw the imagery there and I understood. Um, you would think a project like this, um, Tim Burton would have knocked it out of the park because, you know, he normally gets the normal and makes it zany. Mm -hmm. This is already zany. So just add your pieces of zany to it. Um, epic fail, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> failed. And, and you know, the, the zaniness was... I, I kept commenting the whole time. It, it all was forced. It all felt forced. You know, they were trying to force the old and bring it in with the new. Um, nothing truly was updated. Um, they just tried to update it to just what a sensible crowd of 2001 would think that this would look like as opposed to an, an audience in the 60s. Um, the, the acting, you know, we, we had Tim Roth killed it. Um, but still, he was probably over the top compared to the other compatriots that he had in this. Uh, you know, I talked about how he would get angry and, you know, the idea was like, hey, they have tantrums just like monkeys. You know, I expect him to start shitting in their hands and throwing it up against <laughs> walls and stuff like that. You know, so I, I, I understood where they wanted to go with it, but they over exaggerated it so much it was just such a turnoff for even a good character like himself of how he was presented um it just felt so fucking stupid to watch <laughs> I, 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 I i i'm telling you i told you guys like i tried watching it multiple times i actually had kim our number one fan trying to watch it with me like oh. she had to wake me up because she was just like, oh, wow. hey, I think you're asleep. And I was like, I think you're right. Tomorrow's <laughs> a better day. Um, it, it, it just it just dragged on. The pacing was bad. Images were bad. Everything seemed forced. So I, it's hard for me to think this is a movie for anybody. I think it was good that the studio went ahead and said, hey, let's re go ahead and, and do a real reboot of this. Um, and I, had, I watched just a preview of some of those. They all came off a bit better. They all came off as a different story. Uh, but this one, vault this shit up, never show it to man again. 
We don't need to see it. <laughs> or ape. We are absolutely fine. This should be with uh, the Oberon or any other spaceship that got last in history. Um, <laughs> you know, how good was it? Oh, epic fucking failure. Don't watch this, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Dana just came up with a whole new classification for this podcast, and it's warranted. Shit, man. I... Wow. Tim Burton month, man. You know, you watch something like this, and you're like, whoa, whoa, what are we doing? Are we doing the right thing here this month? And I think we are. Um, again, I think we needed this film as contrast to his other works, because... Tim Burton as a director has such a distinctive tone. The way he writes his characters, the characters he creates. I mean, uh, and uh, yeah, you know, a lot of the a lot of his movies do fall on they border on fairy tale, right? They border on familiar stories, but what makes them fun is how he takes these familiar stories and flips them on their ear or head or whatever and really gives us his own unique take on it, right? And so, like I was saying before, you know, when, when they announced this, I remember when they announced this, um, Tim Burton's doing Planet of the Apes. It was actually exciting. It was, mm -hmm. it was like something to look forward to. I really did look forward to it because I was like, what, at the very least, it's going to be interesting to watch his take on this story. And that was not the case, was it? I, I mean, what we got here was... I would I wouldn't go as far as to say it was amateurish because it's not. And I think that's what makes it even more painful was <laughs> if, if they would have given it to some no name actor and this was his first big budget movie, then it would have been kind of more understood where it went awry. Right. Where it went wrong. But no, this was a well-seasoned director with already with hits under his belt, with a line of films that really spoke to his unique vision um, as a filmmaker. And to have this in your filmography, look, everyone has their price. This was a fucking paycheck. To me, it was so apparent that this was a paycheck, a huge, mm -hmm. hefty paycheck that some studio, whatever, well, 20th Century Fox, I guess, or whatever the case may be, came to Tim Burton. He was like, yo, do Planet of the Apes. And he was probably like, yeah, I don't want to. I'm working on this thing here. And they were like, look at the check. And he saw a bunch of zeros that he had never <laughs> seen before. And it was like, okay. <laughs> you got you want Planet of the Apes? You got Planet of the Apes. How could you go wrong, man? You you have Tim Burton. I, I, I'm not gonna say anything about Mark Wahlberg. He's hit or miss. You know, he's fine as an actor. It, given whatever, you know, the role he's on, it could be hit or miss. But you have Michael Clark Duncan. You have the saving grace, if there's any of this movie, you have Tim Roth, who's an exceptional actor. Does and he shows it. Film. He shows it. He was the only light in this movie his scenes were the most watchable his scenes were the most well acted he he gave a character i don't know what you would call it i i don't know he, he gave the character at least some depth you know i don't know why his character hated humans for him so much i don't know what bug up he, he what bug he had up his ass at the very least you got the sense that this character has some kind of justification for hating humans like he did and for wanting to eradicate the human race as a whole. Outside of that, man, it was like, I don't know what to say. Uh, Tim Burton, man, I, I love your films and I still respect them. And, and I, I always look forward to whatever new outings you have. But holy shit, what, what, come and explain yourself on this one, please. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I need to I need to know. <laughs> I need to know why it went down the way it did. 
It felt like he just didn't care and whatever happened and ended up on the big screen is what ended up on the big screen. It was a waste of great acting talents. You know, Helena Bonham Carter, you know, again, Michael Clark Duncan, again, yeah, Paul Giamatti. I mean, you say these names now. These are names that are very respected in the yeah. in the world of Hollywood. You know, these yeah. are these are big name actors that when they do when they're in films, you know you're going to get something. You know, you're going to get something out of that film. I, nothing. There was nothing in this film. I had to this was one of the few times on how good was it in doing this podcast that I actually had to say shit, I have to finish this film. Nah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I had to yeah. I have to finish this film. I had to stop myself from picking up my phone or my iPad and doing something else because I knew we were going to do this review. So uh, how good was it? Do I really have to say? I'm not going to say it. I, I, I can't say it better than Dana. <laughs> I have the same, the same uh, result as Dana did. All right. So, I mean, I think the the best way I could say this movie is it's unimaginative. And that's the total opposite of what Tim Burton does. You know, mm. I was just, you know, when you're talking, I, I was going through his filmography again. And, you know, what you can say about these films is they're, they are, they're so creative and original. You know, he, the, the perfect example of a movie that he did that was a big friend, a big IP was Batman, right? There was no Batman movies before, but then Batman too, he was a well-known character he did his own take on Batman, own original take on Batman, and did it again on Back Batman Returns. And in a way, that's kind of like Planet of the Apes. Everyone knows Planet of the Apes. Everyone knows Batman. He did a, a really creative take on Batman. You know, he had his his vision in it. And then he does this movie uh, 12 years later, and there's nothing. It doesn't look like a Tim Burton movie at all. I know I've said that a million times, but not, not even the slight bit on it. It's just unimaginative it's just it's it's sad because like you i was very excited to see this once it to me it was a no-brainer when i heard tim yeah. burton planet of the apes i'm like that is gonna fucking be a home run and i saw it in the theater and i don't rem even remember what i thought of it I, I i must not have thought of anything of it you know it was just like oh okay that that's what he did because i didn't remember i didn't remember if i liked it if i disliked it it was forgettable. And I think that's what the best thing about the movie is forgettable. So yeah. how good was it? It's, it's not good. Sweet oh boy. One. Well, there yeah. you have it audience. I mean, listen, you know, we're still going forward with our Tim Burton month. I think it could only go up for, for uphill from here. I hope it does. The only thing that, that was uh, exciting about it is I can't wait to 2029 when there's apes piloting uh, SpaceX and we're, we're, we're exploring the galaxy with apes, you know, that chimpanzees are are our new heroes in the sky. So I'm I'm excited for that. Uh, the one missed opportunity, I will say, which I forgot, I forgot to mention. So, yeah, they, they, they went out of their way to show how much the apes have their civilizations, just like we do as humans. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, you know, the, you had that shot of the Lincoln Memorial or the ape Lincoln Memorial. But God damn it. The only reason I would have wanted a sequel was to see the rest of America. Like I wanted to see the ape Mount Rushmore. <laughs> I wanted to see the ape Statue of Liberty. I want to see that shit. So yeah. if any director is up to the challenge to make a sequel from this bitch, do it for me. Just do it for those reasons alone. I want to see them try to explain the logic behind it. I want to see. <laughs> no. That's what I want to see. I, I don't get it. I, I think we're it. going. We're asking for too much there, man. No. 
But um, yeah, man. Any last words on Planet of the Apes, Ooh. guys? Can we change director months like after two weeks? Can we can we switch to like uh Spielberg Let's or they fail us. after two weeks? It's fucking tempting, isn't it? Uh, you know, <laughs> you fail us, you get one chance. <laughs> I, listen, if you gotta blame anybody, you can blame me. It was my uh, idea to do Tim Burton month. Mm-hmm. So, mm. but, but uh, for now, I'm gonna call it a Stella a Stella Award month. Uh, anyway. Oh, <laughs> the only so, yeah, we could do kangaroo. We'll switch to kangaroo Jack next week. Uh, Boy, she was in the cooler. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, she she's got a few credits, so we we could do those the rest of the month. Thank you, oh, boy. <laughs> well, audience, there it is. Planet of the Apes in a nutshell. Um, raging on with tim burton month please uh follow like and subscribe as usual i hope this episode didn't deter you from doing that. just listen but, uh, to the episode don't watch the movie yeah yeah <laughs> just just take our word for it uh you're not missing much but um thank you for joining us as always again please follow like subscribe hit that notification so you know when we put up some new stuff on youtube thank you for joining us as usual Uh, Join us again next week for another Tim Burton film. Uh, That's about it. Let's say bye, guys. See ya. Feel the vibration. What movie would you like us to review? Drop your suggestions by hitting us up at howgoodwasitpod at gmail.com.